have freedom! Will you fight? Welcome to Leverage Addicts, the podcast for investors looking to maximize returns through leverage. Join host, seasoned mortgage professional and real estate enthusiast, Blandon Lerm, as we explore property investing strategies and learn how to navigate the market to build new wealth. Welcome to another Leverage Addict podcast where we uncover the secrets to building wealth through property investment in New Zealand. I'm your host, Blandon, and today we have an extraordinary client and guest joining us. Sharon, a single mother of two children, accomplished something truly remarkable. Within just two and a half years, she turned her million-dollar mortgage-free property into an astounding $5 million property portfolio. Today, we'll be diving into Sharon's journey, exploring the challenges she overcame, the sacrifices that she had to make, and the invaluable lessons that she learned along the way. So listen in as we uncover the strategies, tips, and mindset shifts that propelled Sharon's to her incredible success. I'd like to welcome you, Sharon. Oh, thanks, Blendon, for all of the beautiful work over there. Yeah, like I said before, you know, that I had to get AI to help a little bit because I was quite last minute. But hey, just between me and you and the people listening. <laughs> As a tradition to a podcast, our guest shares how much leverage they're working with. So Sharon, you can tell us how much mortgage do you have right now? I think it's about three mil within two and a half year. Far out. So you got a million every year. So we're going to dive wow. into exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, I actually want to leverage a lot more though. <laughs> you tell me how. Yeah. Well, I mean, there, there's certain ways we can definitely dive into that. But before we do that, I'd like to get to know you a little bit or let the audience know you a little bit more. How did you get into property investing in the first place and what made you go into this path? I love making money, you know, so obviously that investing in property is one of the the ways that I see that it is the easiest way and the most sustainable ways to make money. Mm -hmm. And previously, I already invest in kind of the stock, um, Bitcoin and property, but, you know, at the end of the day, property is still the, the main thing that I find the most sustainable. Oh, that's awesome. So I understand the motivation with making money and it's definitely in our blood being Asian. <laughs> <laughs> but there must be something else that sort of pushed you into that path. You know, you got probably came with young younger kids and, you know, you started in a new country. Maybe you can tell us a little bit more sort of what lined you up into properties. I think that it actually start with what what I really want to be and to to have. So the vision that I have for myself and also for my family, what is that me and my two children at a time, what is that to be free, free financially and not just financially, but also emotionally as well. And also the ability to create impact to the other people. You know, it is about, you know, to show what the possibility in life that you can achieve and that you can have. And especially if you're a young mom, single mom, you know, if you can do that, then it's going to be a great example that you also can inspire other people as well. So it actually starts with that long-term vision first. And because of that, so it, it gave me the drive to know what is it that I need to do to deliver that vision. So that how that I get into the property. Yeah, that's that's really awesome. So you really wanted to set a good example, not only for yourself, for your children, for the people around you. Kind of found that, you know, starting in a new place, well, you know, it's a new chapter, you can just start blank and you can design a new new Sharon 2.0. And that's sort of how you got into it. That's that's really awesome. Maybe you can share a little bit about the key lessons you learned during your journey, because you did grow your portfolio pretty quickly. I would say one of the quickest out of, you know, there's only like a handful of clients that built it 
that quickly. So you went from mm -hmm. 1 million to 5 million in just three years. What strategy or approach did you find most effective? In terms of the the learning, well, it, it actually a lot of pain that I, I go through during that time so that I can get some of the learning. But the first thing I... I would love to dive into a little bit of that. Like since that you say, okay, well, you had some challenges and pain because you came five years, but you built majority of your portfolio within the two and a half years. So what happened in the beginning? At the beginning, I haven't got the resident visa, so I couldn't buy it. So I only had the resident visa about two and a half years ago. And just about two weeks after I got the resident visa, then I got my first house. The reason I can start that quickly and have my first home that quickly because I have property court. Mm -hmm. So it actually also my first learning. You know, if you want to go far and go ahead in life, you definitely need to follow someone already have the significant results. There are a lot of property courts out there. So I think that it's going to be, you know, if you really seriously about investing in property, you definitely need to fire yeah. a person that have the best interest in you. How did you find this coach? Like, how did you know to go, okay, you know, like I'm in a new country and then suddenly I'm going to get this property coach. Like, how did you end up there? So firstly, that I know that I need to have a court first. Yeah, because I know that all of the... How do you know? Who told you? Well, all the game changer in the world that they have it, right? Like Mike Zuckerberg or Steve Jobs or anyone that if they want to succeed at the high level, they need to, to have the coach. And also like, like if we want to go for a job, that you need to go to the university and that university take about four years for you to, you know, to learn all of the skills. And a lot of times and a lot of money that you have to spend so that you can start with your job so how about with your your wealth that you also need to have that same mentality that you need to learn from someone yeah so start with that one so that probably my my first lesson yeah have the coach it's really helped me and the second learning i think that it need to have the some sort of level of obsession with what you really want mm. yeah yeah obsession huh? yeah yeah obsession with what you really want because Obviously, that a lot of struggle that I went through during that time at a single mom. I have two kids with me full time and also had full time job as well. And also very demanding job at a some sort of the global company as well. Mm. And have a bit of the side business on the side. Mm. And also with a property investment as well. So it, it actually a lot on the plate. Yeah. The thing can help me overcome all of that. Firstly, that I, I know what is that I we want to go at a family, which is about, you know, to want a family of the freedom and create the impact. So I have that level of the obsession. It just drives me, you know, to go through all of the struggle and take a massive accent that's, you know, that That's it awesome. requires. So what were some key challenges that you ran into during this journey? So you got your coach. And yeah. then what was the thing that you need to overcome? What was the barriers that you ran into? Well, I could say probably a lot, especially during the times like when I buy my first one. The first one, it always, you know, so many problems with it. It is about the, the, the fear of making mistakes and also the fear of so overwhelming with a lot of information, feeling like that a lot of information out there, but also have the feeling it's not enough. Yeah. Yeah. So overwhelming. And also the next thing is that because property is, is it has such a high value, right? Mm. So if you make a mistake, it's going to be very costly. So so that's why having the property coach at that time is really helpful for me. I lean on her a lot. I wasn't there to make decision at that time. Yeah. So I have to lean on my coach to make all of the decision, to do all of the negotiation and every deal. 
yeah, in the Diweda times. So at the time when you got the coach, what was the strategy or the approach you were taking? So at that time, it's just quite standard, just buy something in essential and then renovate it, try to add in the value for that one. Yeah, so so that the strategy for my first one, you know, from the second and the third, and I, I actually changed the strategy. Yeah, because you did. I do remember because you came and you're like, hey, like you're just looking for more. We're like, oh man, who's this lady that came just asked so much questions? Who does she think she is? <laughs> you know, Sharon became one of our best clients. Maybe you can tell us a little bit, like what were you, you were obviously looking for some answer, right? And then you you change your strategy 360 from investing in Auckland. And then the second one was in Chicago. What was the mind shift there? Yeah. So after I got my first one, right? So my first one that it just, I got it just about two weeks after I got the resident visa. So I still remember that when the agent at that time, it was a buying agent that he had me to buy that one. So she called me and saying that the our offer got accepted, the vendor mm-hmm. size on it. And oh yeah, but it's just that at the second thought to me instantly, how I'm going to go work with the second one? Yeah, how I'm going to have the second one? So I think that if firstly that about the mentality of a little bit hungry, you know, yeah, one, yeah. one more, one more. And then on that day that I talked with my coach and my mortgage broker at that time to plan for the second one. And my mortgage broker at that time that told me that after this one, that you're going to get stuck because of your severability. And I think, no, it's too early. I don't want to stop. I don't want to stop yet. It's too early. You know, it's too early, only the second one. But then he said that. How come you didn't say that about your children? You know, like. <laughs> You stopped that too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not too much. Okay, you need to keep growing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, I get it. So, so at the time you were like, okay, you're going to get stuck because of servicing. This is something everyone runs into. What changed then? Well, and then he said, everyone going to get stuck of the because of this servitability. But I believe that they're going to be another way, some of the other different ways to, to overcome that challenge. Yeah, I know there is a challenge over there, but, you know, it is about that how we're going to overcome it. So that's why that I went Google search, you know, at that time, it doesn't have the chat AI yet. So <laughs> so I just yeah. Google search how to increase your servitability. So that's why I know about Mortgage HQ. And then I talked with one of your mortgage brokers. And he's really good, give you a lot of great advice and also, you know, show the ways that how we actually can grow the portfolio to keep buying and also to keep growing. And from that, what I really, another lesson there, it's all about who you know, really, that is separation, you know, otherwise I could have stuck after having. There's definitely something you're good at, like through the time that I've known you. You always start telling me about like, oh yeah, I started talking to so-and-so and and then like they taught me this X, Y, Z. And I'm like, that's awesome. (laughs) That's a really good job, Sharon. So definitely some key lessons there. You know, you've got the motivation and the drive, obsessed with your goals, talking to the right people, right? Building the right team around you. So what was the strategy that changed for your servicing? Well, at that time, so it actually go against the belief that I have before, which is that, you know, just buy something that within Auckland, buy something that it can increase the value. It's more about the equity building, right? But after I talked with one of your broker, then he showed me the way that in terms of the portfolio that we need to have the balance of both cash flows and also the, the equity so that we can keep buying. And he also showed me about the number as well. And the number don't lie. 
And obviously, that's something that already go against the belief that I had before. It took quite a few days for me that to, to absorb that new knowledge. Yeah. But eventually, it makes sense. Yeah. So as soon as I feel okay, it makes sense, and then you know, I just take action. I, I love the fact that you took action because even though sometimes we give the same information to multiple clients. But some people just they, they just can't get past it. Like they just still have so much fear. And so what is it that helped you? You know what? Like, okay, I'm just I understand what you're saying. And then you you went out to do it. Because you went from like buying, you know, thinking about, okay, I'm gonna buy another eight hundred thousand dollar unit. You went to buy something for like a hundred and fifty or two hundred thousand or something like that in, in Chicago. Yeah, it just that one, I think that it is about three hundred and five. And I still remember that I bought that one. I put the offer one on the um, on the thirty first of December. So I called the agent and I say that okay, I'm gonna put the offer in that one. And for that one I haven't seen the property. How come you're not scared? I wanna know. Oh are you are you just crazy? <laughs> <laughs> Some people thought that how come that you buy property without seeing it? It not buy you know not buy any of the clothes. It's yeah. not the all yeah. But you know now that I can see that like we can do online shopping with pretty much with everything as long as you know what is that that you're looking for. Mm. Yeah. So because at that times so that I know what I'm looking for, I'm looking for something with the with the high high you so at the time i think that i'm just aiming for something that more than seven percent well at the time interest rate was two so yeah yeah which is 2.3 percent but you know with the current market obviously that you you have to aim a little bit more yeah so i just know what is that i'm looking for and also that you know you can have the builder that to inspect the house you know, in terms of the reading the document and everything, you and your lawyer so can do that already. And you also can talk with the builder, um, you know, to see about how much that you you need to put in for renovate it. Oh, and I think that one of the reasons that why at times that I can be so a lot more confident buying the house without viewing it, because when I buy my first one in Auckland, I already view a lot. I pretty much go to open home or do the private viewing every day for about six months. For six months, I view after finish my job, right? So I do the viewing every day. So I was so feel so tired, so exhausted. And after the viewing, well, obviously that I have two kids at home that I also have to look after as well. Feel so tired to the point that my mom said, okay, just buy whatever. I still remember that call when I was on the car after finish the viewing on the car and go down the Harbour Bridge. And my parents just say, oh, just buy whatever, you know. <laughs> you need to look after yourself because of when you already put a lot of effort in viewing the house, you have a better sense into what is the house that you're looking for, even if it's the online shopping house. Yeah, that's good. That's good. So actually you did a lot more homework, even though you bought that second one without seeing it. But before that, you did six months of homework and you kind of get a feel how something might look in the pictures and what they actually look like. So that's really good. I love the fact that you said you can lean on other professions because for me, me and my wife, we finished like a South Auckland bill recently and they're like, oh yeah, you can come in for a final inspection. So me and my wife, she's an architect. Yeah. So she does building for as a profession. We went in, we're like, oh yeah, there's only like two things that we said we should, you know, oh, you can make that scratch go away pretty much. And, and we didn't see anything. When I listed it with the agent, he's like, oh, I think you should still get a inspector to come in. And then the builder was like, he was kind of angry, like in the email, like, oh, why would you, like, it's a new build. You don't need to get an inspector. But you know, the agent, I know him for a long time. This builder, I don't. So I trusted the agent. The agent's like, look, $220, you should do it. Get an inspector to do it. And so the inspector went in and came back with a list of seven things to change. And I was like, man, that's good money spent because I don't want to sell that house and then have to fix that later on when 
the bill contracts finish. So I'm just thinking, well, for majority of mum and dad, right? If they're like, oh yeah, I'm going to go look at the property. Well, what are you going to look at? I don't know. I'm in this industry. My wife is in the same industry. We saw nothing. So you're better off to just to pay professionals. You've got the property manager to look at it. You've got the agent to look at it. You've got builders to look at it. So it's just way better to lean on other professionals. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That also one of the really good learning. If you want to go far, you definitely need to not just leverage on money from the bank money, but also leverage on other people as well. Are you leveraging? I hope I'm not being one of the like, you know, just... Well, leverage here oh. in, a, in a good way, not not like I take advantage from you, you know? <laughs> but know what is the value that you can bring in the game. It's, it's okay. You can take advantage. You can take advantage as long as you buy the whiskeys. <laughs> no problem. Okay. I know you're not drinking matter though. My, my next question, you know, we talked about some of the fears. Uh, we talked about how you maintain like a positive mindset. If someone was starting their journey today, right, from the beginning, and they want to achieve the same level of success you have, you obviously shared some of the key things. What are the three action steps that you think they can take today? and they can build a portfolio? I think the first one, it always find you a person that who have the best interest in you and you can lean on them. Yeah, so that is the, the coach, the mentor. How do you know? How do you know that they have uh, they, they want the best for you though? Well, because that it is it is their business, right? It, it, it is their reputation and it's the, the, and I believe that every of the property court, if, if they already the court, if they already mentor that you you need to have the best interest in, in the people that you're going to, you're gonna maintain, right? Mm. Yeah. So, so that's the nature of the job, like that. And obviously, they find that they have to have some sort of the results that mm. they can show you. So that's good. That's good because you're kind of leaning on the fact that hey, they're running a business. That's why you pay them. So there's a vested interest for them to have your success. If you just go to get free stuff, oh. sometimes you're not getting the best result that you want. Definitely not. When you go to the university, that you also have to pay quite a. How, how much did for that know. it cost for university here? I I I had something like fifty k debt when I finished. That's because I I went to art school and I didn't finish, and then I and then I did a degree afterwards. So that's six years, seven years of six seven debt. years ago. Yeah, yeah. So you have to pay a lot of money for university as well, and that also a lot of time that four years mm. full time learning. Yeah, so it also the same thing. If you want to be successful, if you seriously want to be success in the property investment, you need to have the property coach. No doubt about it. So that's the first thing. And I think the second one, I think the second one, it, it is about a mindset, really. The mindset, it is a separator. In a mindset, what I mean here, it is about hungry mentality. I think it's really helpful, you know, to not settle for less. So like after I have the first one, so I'm going to instantly think, okay, how can I have the second one? After I have the second one, okay, I'm going to con constantly looking for the third one already. Yeah, and after having the third, four, five, how many that I have now? Um, but then after that, then I want to go into the property development mm -hmm. because it's actually a lot more challenging and yeah, so I have a couple of the development project right now, but it's more challenging. So I love it. And you even got some joint venture partners, essentially, right? You're getting other people involved, like, hey, come join my project. Like you're, you're like next level. You went from like two and a half years, three years 
like, oh, I'm going to do a renovation and, you know, maybe add a bedroom. And then now you're like, I'm going to do a development. Right? Yes, yes. Yeah, that's, that is so awesome to see you, see you grow, Sharon. So maybe tell, tell us a little bit more, like what are you looking forward to now with your property investing? What are you sort of pushing towards? Uh, good question. So for the next, for the property, now at first at about two and a half years ago when I invest in the property, right, then I just think, okay, this is just something that I have to do it, right? Yeah. I have to do it. But the more I'm doing it, the more I love it. And now I'm just seeing like, like, this is going to be the thing I'm going to continue. I want to be full-time with property, really. I want to do it full-time. Yeah, so the next step with the property, so obviously I'm going to still keep doing two things. So development, which to get me the equity, and also the rental cash flow, which to give me, you know, the passive income as well. Now, in terms of the de- development, so I see it is a huge opportunity here in New Zealand mm-hmm. just because the market here is still early, right? In terms of the development, do you, you need utility plan? Unitary plan. So it just start from the 2017 or 2019, just about that, right? And in terms of the margin for the development here, it's still, still quite a really good margin compared with other developing market like in Australia. I, I really want to do a lot, lot more with that. And also we're looking for the ways that how to accelerate that to the next level so that we actually can do more and more development within that short timings. I mean, that in the next three to five years. So one is that, that we're still doing the development by using our current money. Yeah, but how we're going to still doing development by leveraging on the other people's money as well. So we're thinking of some of the some of the idea here and we're actually exploring it right now. So having some of the investor money, something like that, raising the capital, cooperate with some of the teams as well or the organizations so that we can... Or your broker. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Suggestion there. Yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, that's really awesome. Yeah, but also the thing that I see here is that the more that you you do, the more that you're going to see is that you can do more. Just get yourself into the game so that the um, the next door going to just keep open. I think there's also one big fear for a lot of newer investors right now. It's like, well, this market's not good, Sharon. Interest rate's so high. Like, you know, you started a couple of years ago. So why are you still buying right now? What What are you thinking? Because you, you bought this year, right? What's the advantage in this market? Wow, this is the best market to buy, really. Why is that? Well, if you're looking at the price right now, right, is that for the Auckland market, I think that it's declining about 21%. Mm. And a lot of the signal right now that we can see is that it read at the bottom of the market already. Mm. So if you're not buying now, when? It is the, it is the best time to buy, really. Yes, I just settled one about four weeks ago for development and looking for another one right now for doing another de- development project. So even the interest rate, it is high, but, but obviously that the money that you can save on the purchase price is a lot, lot, lot more than the total amount of the interest that you have to pay. Yeah, it's interesting because in the beginning of the dip, like start of 2022, I thought, oh my gosh, South Auckland has hit so hard. Man, the sections were selling for over 1.2. Like right now they sell for same section, 800. And so the margin's actually coming back at those prices. But at one point, I'm like, man, you might as well just, if you have any South Auckland property, you should just sell it. But I couldn't sell mine because I had to fix a EPA. I had to fix the EPA before I sell it. Essentially, it was really tough in that market. But now the margins make sense. So good on you for picking up that development. So there you have it, folks. An insightful conversation with Sharon, single mother who turned her million-dollar property into a remarkable $5 million portfolio in just under three years. We hope you guys gain valuable insights and inspiration from her journey. And remember, success in property investing is possible regardless of your circumstances. Sharon's story is the testament to that.
So stay tuned for more episodes for Leverage Addict Podcast, where we continue to uncover the strategies and stories of individuals leveraging their ways to financial success through property investing. Now, don't forget to subscribe. And if you find value, share this episode with just one person who you think will also find value for it. And before we go, we just want to say thank you, Sharon, for sharing such an awesome story. Oh, thanks, Brendan, for inviting me. Until next time, I'll see you guys again.